to the podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is One Kiss Means Forever. This is the podcast where we discuss everything that is beautiful and rich and warm and loving and everything that makes us go, <laughs> nope, about your, fa- <laughs> about your favorite TV romances. The kind that you see on Hallmark Lifetime or Hallmark Streaming devices yeah, yeah you know they have a streaming now that's that's a thing you have to pay for it it's annoying but that's the only one way that we were going to watch the one that we're doing today yes uh so you may have noticed uh this is dropping on a monday that's not our normal day also you may have noticed that it has not been two weeks since our last episode the, all of this is intentional <laughs> and the reason it is intentional is because this is a very special movie because this movie we are recording an episode for our most devoted fan, yes. at least at the moment. <laughs> the, the one who likes every post we ever make I, on all the platforms. <laughs> I am imagining that she would maintain that at any moment she will be our most devoted fan. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm leaving the door open if anybody wants to rival her. Um, so this is a special Happy Birthday Jessica episode. Yay! So, happy birthday, Jessica. Uh, And we are going to talk about a movie that stars Laura Osnes, who is a Broadway star and winner of that Find the Stars of Greece from, I believe, like 2008, maybe 2007 TV show that since she kind of came on the scene. And Scott Michael Foster, who... If you watched Greek, he was Cappy. Or if you watched Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, he was Nathaniel. Mm. Uh, and, you know, these are both special people um, to theater-loving geeks like us. Um, and this movie also, just just to be annoying, was supposed to be released on Hallmark Channel in, like, July and then wasn't and now is only available on their streaming service. And I'm so sorry about that. Yeah, it was a super disappointment. We had, like, written in our calendars. Yeah. We had even, like, Jessica had tweeted at us with Laura Osnes and Scott Michael Foster in the tweet yeah. saying how excited she was for our episode. Yeah. And then it didn't happen. Yeah. So we had so, to wait. Yes, but it now is on the streaming service, so just this episode is for you. Uh, and so today we're going to be discussing In the Key of Love. One night in the key of love. I just, I can't say the title without wanting to do that That's every true. single time. It's it's a problem. Anyway, so, uh, photographer Maggie learns her ex-boyfriend slash ex-singing partner is the in the wedding she is working. Tensions run high until they sing together, remembering how good they were as a duo. And again, it stars Laura Osnes and Scott Michael Foster. Yes. So, Laura Osnes stars as Maggie Case, a wedding photographer on Piedmont Island in Washington State. The entire island is about weddings. They are basically a destination wedding location, so the whole town is involved with the wedding business. Maggie's grandmother runs a lodge and wedding planning business on the island, which is what brought Maggie there from Nashville after a very bad bad breakup. Jake Colby, played by Scott Michael Foster, is Maggie's bad breakup, and he's still in Nashville. 
He is producing a record for a big shot country star, Ashley Z, even though he's an unknown, pretty much. He's on a bit of a time crunch, as the album has to drop by a specific date that is, like, within a couple weeks. And his sister, Jennifer, is also getting married. Yes. So Bad yes. planning, guys. Bad planning. <laughs> uh, Maggie is sent to the island dock to photograph the arrival of the wedding party. Um, on So they're on the single minuscule ferry that only runs once a day. Um... And so the wedding party is coming. Uh, her best friend slash grandmother's assistant, Sasha, happens to mention that it's the Roberts Colby wedding. Maggie, on hearing Colby, worries that it might be Jake, being meaning he's the groom. And when she spies on him through her camera lens, she is both shocked and pissed that no one told her that this was happening. Um, she does think for the minute, of course, that Jake is the one getting married, but even when she finds out that it's his sister, Jen, she is upset that she was manipulated, that no one told her that, knowing full well that who these people were. Yeah, like her grandmother definitely knew. Yeah. Um, so Jake is also shocked to see Maggie. It's been two years, um, but Jen isn't. Uh, this was part of her plan to have Maggie at her wedding and to get Jake and Maggie back together. It's very manipulative. Devious. So, and of course, Nana, who is Maggie's grandma, was also on board with this plan because she wants Jake and Maggie to become Colby and Case, their singing duo, again, as well as, you know, a couple. She, like, watches, like, YouTubes of their songs. Yeah. Like, secretly in her office. It's sort of cute and also kind of creepy and weird. <laughs> I agree. So while initially surprised and annoyed to be unprepared to see each other, Jake and Maggie quickly accept that they have to be around each other and it would be better if they were just friends. So still, old issues are there. Um, Jake is very much more type A than Maggie and is always stressed out and wants things to be exact and perfect. Maggie is very laid back, doesn't rush things, and on this little island with very limited cell service and very, very limited internet, Jake is super stressed about this album. But Maggie just tells him to not stress and the files will download when they download. It turns out that at least part of the reason Maggie and Jake broke up was because Jake was being a micromanager of their band. Um, and being on the island with Maggie is helping him realize that he needs to let go a little. Around a campfire, after everyone pressures them into it, Jake and Maggie sing a song they wrote, and they remember how much they love singing together. Jen begs them to sing the first dance song at the wedding, and they are like, yeah, okay. Yeah. It, it, it sort of feels a little bit like, please, please, please. And they're like, oh, shucks. I don't want to. That's, I'm too humble. <laughs> but but that'd be a dick move. They were like, no, we're not singing at your wedding. <laughs> I think there is a classy way to be like, I'm really not comfortable with that. You've already, in theory, hired somebody, haven't you? <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty sure she probably didn't for that reason. <laughs> 
Oh, shucks, I forgot to tell him to come. <laughs> uh, so when the rights to one of the songs on Ashley Z's album falls through, um, and because of it, the whole album and the tour is set to be canceled, Jake is devastated. Um, so not wanting him to be hurting, Maggie rewrites a song that the two of them had written together to make it appropriate for Ashley Z's, Z's album. So Maggie, the fixer to the rescue, of course. Plus, it is a really amazing song, we are told, because we never hear it, but it's called Worth Fighting For, which makes me think of Mulan. Mulan. (laughs) Um, Jake sends it off to Ashley to see if she wants to record it for the album. Jake and Maggie are really starting to fall for each other again. When there is a freezer malfunction at the flower shop and all the flowers for Jen's wedding are ruined, the two talk the mayor, who is this kind of like old older friendly gentleman oh my god he's amazing with a great flower garden uh into donating just like a bunch of flowers from his garden um he has a house that is the kind of house we would go to when i was little on these like garden tours they used to have them all over we we would always bike because that's who my parents are um but you would like sign up to be like part of the garden tour and you would get a little map on like a Saturday morning that the garden tour was happening and you could go from house to house and go to all the gardens. Please tell me you had tea afterwards. No, they didn't generally have hospitality things. It was like you just, you know, people just opened their homes so that you could go look at their pretty gardens. My dreams are ruined. Sorry. I mean, I'm sure you could make tea at home when you were done. Shh. Um, Not the same. <laughs> so he, he donates all these flowers um, and then they take a moonlit rowboat ride out onto the lake and the boat tips, a la Eric and Ariel. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Jake has his phone on him, so Maggie gets to play hero again. And apparently he's never heard of the bag of rice trick, where you put your phone in the bag of rice. But she's, like, a genius, apparently. I got you. Uh, and they are seriously talking about getting back together, but Maggie is worried that the album and the tour will happen because of her and that Jake will be gone for a year. And that's not really what she's looking for. No, it's kind of an interesting conundrum. She's like, I really wanted to help you so you could be happy, but now because I helped you, you're going to be away from me forever. Yeah. So, what else? Um, So, the wedding happens, and it's Jen's wedding is super, super lovely, and everyone is having a great time. But after the ceremony, Jake runs back to his hotel room to grab his present to the happy couple, and from inside the bag of rice, his phone rings. Um, Ashley apparently loves the song, wants to record it, but needs it to happen the following day. Um, Because of that, fairy situation where it only goes like once a day in order for jake to make the make it to the airport that night he has to leave pretty much immediately he has seven minutes to catch this ferry we need to come back to that like put a pin in that because i have a problem with that me point too (laughs) um jen knowing that jake has worked really hard on this album forces him to leave her wedding like he is going to be the good brother and be like i'm not leaving your wedding because it's your wedding and you don't do that. But she's like, no, you have to go. Please leave my wedding. And also they don't have parents. So like, he's sort of like the father figure ish. Yeah. Like he's a family. Yeah. So like, like that's actually very big of her. I was impressed with her for doing that mm-hmm. and for making him go catch the ferry. Maggie has stepped out for a few 
minutes just to grab a new memory card for her camera. So she doesn't realize that Jake has to leave. Um, and when she comes back, Jake is gone. And she's understandably both happy for him and really upset and disappointed. Yeah. So it's almost time for the first dance. Maggie's grandmother has given Sasha more responsibility in the wedding planning business and wants to go back to being a photographer more, essentially making Maggie's job redundant. So this means that Maggie can go back to singing, which is her real love. Yes. Um, that had been a push and pull in her character yes. for a little while. So Maggie begins the first dance song. Uh, alone. She's going to sing the duet by herself. Um, but as she is singing, Ma Jake is magically there and joins her. And he says that he knew he made a mistake by leaving. They need to be Colby and Case and they need to be Jake and Maggie. <laughs> and after this, they sing, they go out onto this terrace and Jake explains that he doesn't love producing but Ashley Z has offered Colby and Case the singing duo the spot as her opener on their tour so good thing that Maggie's available now and basically doesn't have a job because they get to go on the road for a year together mm. uh, and they kiss and since even though they are old lovers since one kiss means Forever. Katie, Oops, I'm what are you doing? <laughs> I, was, I was really enjoying how you were saying things. Okay, here we go. And one, one kiss, kiss means forever. forever. We know that this time they'll make it. <laughs> I was just listening to the story, Mom. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I was kind of just, like, thinking about that, like, them being really cute together. Because Laura Osnes, like, Osnes is, like, disgustingly beautiful. Yeah, and though I, she's, she's, she's a beautiful person. I will say her abs are too defined for my taste. Did we see her you, abs? We didn't. I have seen her abs on stage, and I remember being, like, like, in a point of, like, how many crunches do you have to do for women to get a six pack? Because that's a lot. <laughs> She's very, very, very thin woman. She is very, very thin. Sometimes, but a even too even thin really thin, it, like it, like to have a noticeable six pack is crazy. But you know who doesn't have a six pack? Your boyfriend. Yes. <laughs> and me. But also, I don't think Scott Michael Foster does. I don't think because so. if we, he's have... just lanky. He's just so cute, though. He's adorable. I mean, but he and he's shirtless next to White Josh. It's also, it's kind of like, well, oh, honey. <laughs> but he's a fit hot guy, and yeah, he no. has problems, too. <laughs> hot guys have problems, too. <laughs> Everybody should watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. It's wonderful. <laughs> so good. Anyway, okay, so we're still talking about In the Key of Love. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's... Mm, mm, Okay, should we just go into segments? Or do we need to talk more about... There's a couple things I want to touch. So first of all, this is a very small town. I don't understand how nobody knows the guy running the ferry to get them to bring them over, especially sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I And I also kind of had a problem that, like, if this island is completely just for, like, the wedding planning business, then, like, does 
her grandmother owned the island? <laughs> or is it like a town? I don't I even know. I think it was a town. Are they the only wedding planning business in the place? If so, are there multiple wedding parties coming over on said ferry? Because it only like held like 12 people. I know, it was very weird because, right, you would think that, but there's like, a, the florist is its own thing. Also, speaking of... Um, I wrote down two of the shop names that we saw because the thing is, it like the reason I think this is this is all they do is the cafe was called something brunchy something blue cafe. Yeah, and the hair salon was called Do's and Don'ts, <laughs> or I'm sorry, Don'ts and Do's. Don'ts and Do's, <laughs> like. I do. I mean, they're all like sort of wedding-y puns. Yeah, I mean, it's it, this whole movie sort of had like the feel of like a Nora Roberts novel, where like the whole town was in on the one thing. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, like you. I mean, I have no idea. It's very unclear because it seems like everybody. It's a small town, and everybody knows everybody. But there's no way that one place could sustain. Even one place with a wedding every weekend. Because they were there for like a week, that wedding party. They were there for a long time. They were. And it kind of, I guess this is sort of a trope, but when the, uh, but I, I just thought about it. It's a, it's a problem and I feel like you have to be there for a week because you can't do any of your wedding planning without going to the island first. Because they were going to pick out the flowers. They were going to do cake tastings. Like yeah. all in this week. Which, yeah, it was weird. She would be that. doing like months before, right? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It was it was a, it was odd. It was not logical, but whatever. <laughs> it's a movie. We don't have to take it serious. No, and it's a Hallmark movie, so yes. it isn't serious at all. So, um, I took surprisingly little notes. Few notes. I took a few notes, and Ooh. I. I'm looking at them, and I'm like, wait, did I miss things? Because <laughs> I have some notes where I'm like, wait, I would put that, if that happened and I'm not remembering it at all, that would be a Hallmark Hallmark. I'm ready to do Hallmark yeah, Hallmarks. Yeah, go ahead. So, I mean, of course, we have exes running into each other and can uh, rekindling. Former lovers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Former lovers. Um, one of mine was, like, the town being a wedding town. Cool. Um, and I couldn't decide if that was actually a Hallmark comic or if there's just a series of books where it's a wedding town, which that is also definitely a thing. But I think that's a Hallmark thing, too. <laughs> I think having a like a, a wedding destination kind of thing, it's like, um, what's that movie, that series, The Wedding March? Yeah. Where yeah. it's just like a wedding place. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, I put... Meddling friends slash sisters slash nanas. <laughs> because they're all up in their business. Ah, uh, yes, they are. Um, I have sitting down at a table at a coffee shop or cafe where the other one is clearly there by themselves with, like, their computer set up, but you just go and sit with them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You're uninvited. <laughs> I, my next, my only other Hallmark Hallmark is something I think surprisingly we haven't really ever touched on in the podcast, unless I'm mistaken. The fact that Hallmark women have more time than real women. Yeah, they do. I know we've said that to each other many times. Yes. But I don't know if we've ever mentioned it on the podcast. It's magic. They have like 48 hour days. They do. 
because it's crazy. Laura Osnes just kept like going, oh, and I did this thing and did this thing. And we're like, when? <laughs> you were just on a boat and then it was nighttime. <laughs> but you've like baked a cake and wrote a song and cleaned your apartment and did your ab work for a while. Yeah. No, they, absolutely. So I have a few more. Um, I, I, going with some things we've already touched on. Opposites attract, like type A to the laid back. Mm-hmm. They did have empty coffee cups at one point, you know, as True. they do. Um, and there was a, almost a interrupted kiss, but it, I don't think it, it's officially interrupted because she backs out of it herself right. without being interrupted. Right. Yeah. I feel like we have also been seeing that in a lot of the movies we've been watching lately where it's like they're at a very great distance, but the energy is like, I'm going to kiss you now. But then it's just a slight like head tilt of the no, I'm not. <laughs> it's too much. Yeah, I have too many feelings. <laughs> My emotions are all over the place and I don't know what to do. With <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, okay. Do you have any more? No, that's it for that. Um, yeah. That's so that. Pretty Parade. So this movie is one of the movies we've, we've talked about this before, um, where it, like I think the location was really pretty and the shots were really pretty. So like it was just a pretty movie to watch, yeah, just in general. Um, but my other pretty parade is like all the costumes in this movie are like sailor inspired. <laughs> and I was on board. Like I, I wrote down a couple. Um, so Laura Osnes is wearing this, like, white and blue striped short that is just freaking adorable. Um, and Sasha wears black and white striped pants. I like stripes. Um, less so on me. No, they're okay. But you are wearing a shirt that has tigers on it. (laughs) I am currently wearing a shirt that has tigers on it. So you have stripes on you. I do. Um, but, like... You know, they were, like, high-waisted and, and fitted. Oh, yeah. Real, I, I, was on, I was on board for these looks. Did you have anything? Um, I just said the, um, the estate itself where they mm-hmm. are getting married was just so beautiful. Um, and uh, the mayor's flowers were lovely. That's pretty for me. That's it. Yeah. New and noteworthy. Um, so this is something I feel like it's really, I have two really new, new and noteworthy and I feel like important to shout out. Yes. Thanks. First of all, um, while Laura Osnes and Scott Michael Foster don't fall into this category, Jen and her fiance are an interracial couple. Hello. To our knowledge, we have never seen an interracial couple get married on Hallmark before. No. That I can think of. At least... At least not, like, drastically interracial. Like, maybe, like, a light-skinned Hispanic person. That's who, like, true. Maybe. But, yeah, nobody who, like, like that was a blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl and a black man. And I loved it. It was great. It was great. For a moment, I thought that that might have been the reason that it got bumped off I know. The I was really worried that that was the case. I don't know if it's true or not, which would be really problematic and upsetting. Yes. So. But... We are here to say that we were on board and we loved it. It was amazing. They were so cute. They were adorable. They Thanks. loved each other. Um, the other thing, also in sort of in that vein, 
was the maid of honor is Jen, Jen's best friend. And I have no recollection of what her name is, but she is legitimately a plus size woman. No one ever comments on it. Mm -hmm. It's not important. Mm -hmm. And that was also wonderful. Like she, she was definitely like plus size in a, quote unquote healthy plus size, I guess would be the best way to she put it. She looked like a normal person. Yeah, but right. She looked human. Um <laughs> which sometimes they don't. Um but like, you know, like it wasn't like it, she also I think was you know, they never discussed like, oh, like we have to find a bridesmaid dress that fits all of you or none of that was ever part of this movie. And I really appreciated that that would just like was not something we were going to go into at all. Yeah. I, 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 I did appreciate that very much about this movie. That was kind of all over there. Hitting a lot of those boxes that we haven't seen yes. in a while. Yes. Um, the only other new and noteworthy that I have, because you hit like the two that were really new and noteworthy that I didn't even put in my list because I was like, we're going to talk about them, um, was the fact that they go shopping and they have reusable bags. Aww. So I was just so happy to see reusable canvas bags and not the plastic so yay yay um i have some across the universe cool so uh laura osmus is around because she's taking pictures of everything she's documenting the wedding just like in the last bridesmaid that's true it's like the same idea where she just has to be around all the time to document it but on a more exciting level and I will admit from stealing this from IMDb, but it made me happy. Jen, the sister, was in Supergirl on the CW, which stars Jeremy Jordan. Jeremy Jordan starred on Broadway with Laura Osnes in Bonnie and Clyde. And I just felt like that made me really happy. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Jeremy Jordan is also my boyfriend's boy crush. One of them. One of one of many. <laughs> he has invited people over to our house to watch Jeremy Jordan YouTube videos. So many. <laughs> I have kind of an across the universe, but okay. I didn't do my research to see if it was actually okay because I couldn't find any information on it. So mm-hmm. there is a movie mm-hmm. called Yours Once and Always. Mm-hmm. With Peter Porte and Jody Sawyer, yeah, where they um, both inherit this estate. Yeah. Now there were certain shots of the estate where they're getting married that it looked like the exact same mm. building. I couldn't find. They obviously both of these movies were filmed in Canada. I think they were filmed in the same area of Canada. Um, not sure. Didn't dig into it, but I'm gonna say it's the same. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Also, I really love that you said it was Peter Porte and Jodie Sawyer. Yeah, because I don't know her name really. No. She has a name, but it's not Jodie Sawyer, and it wasn't Jodie Sawyer in that movie either. She but will if you know, always be Jodie Sawyer. She will always be Jodie Sawyer, and when I watched this movie before we ever start, when I watched that movie, rather, before we ever started this podcast, I said that to the person I was watching, or one of the people I was watching it with who got very excited, and the two other people that I was with was were just like, who? And we were like, oh, I don't know what we are going to be able to do over here. Oh, should we explain it? Uh, center stage. 
So, Just in case you don't know, it's the the lead in Center Stage. Yes, which is a great movie. Okay, it's a fantastic movie. Okay, did you have a supporting shout out? I did. Okay. Well, I, I think Sasha was pretty great. Sasha the, was great. The best friend. But my supporting shout out, whom I loved, was Mary McCready. He kept saying, um, he, he, like, the, he took the wedding party on, like, a tour of the town. Yeah. Which was really, on a trolley. Yeah. Which was really cute. And he kept being, like, fun fact. And it became a thing that, like, not only that audience members noticed, but, like, they he noticed knew- in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, fun fact, number, blah, blah, blah. And then one time, one time he was like, what number am I on? They're like, 24. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought he was really endearing. And he cute. was really endearing. I agree. And that was mine. Uh, kiss me, Tor. I don't really remember it, but I must have liked it a lot because I did in all caps, nine. I have 9.5 pretty darn good, and I also don't remember it. <laughs> We should probably revisit it then. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I said I would watch this movie. I thought it was super cute. So, oh, yeah, yeah. We, could, we could rewatch this movie and figure out what the kiss was like because we've apparently completely forgotten. I, I also really liked this movie a whole lot. <laughs> you know, like right before we hit record on this podcast, um, we were t- kind of both saying, I was like, oh, I thought it was really good. And Hannah was like, no, nah, it's kind of stupid. And I, was I mean, like, it was stupid, but I mean, now that we've talked about it, I like it more again. Yeah. It was just, it was just really sweet. And yeah. I, and I actually really like the music. Yeah, the, the, the little bit of music that's in there. Because, I mean, to be fair, both of them can actually sing. Yes. Which is fantastic. And, like, you want them to be singing because they're good singers. Mm. Yeah. I want him to sing to me. Fit hot guys have problems, too. <laughs> Uh, I think that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Anything else that you need to... About this movie? No. I think... I think we're gonna... We're gonna like this one. Um, granted, it really... It is only on that streaming service right now, so... It's kind of a bummer. So, Jessica, if you haven't already purchased this, we'll give you our login information. Happy birthday! (laughs) Happy birthday! (laughs) Uh, We hope you enjoyed this extra special um, birthday podcast just for you. Um, And thank you to everybody. Um, Thanks to Flint Pastors for our intro, outro music. Uh, You can find us stuff on Spotify and SoundCloud. And you can reach out to us should you feel the urge to do so. Uh, you can email us at onekissmeansforever at gmail.com. Uh, all of those words are spelled out. Or you can follow us on the Twitters and the Instagrams and the Facebooks and the like. Uh, one kiss means forever, wonderful or numerical. And you should totally reach out to us if you would like to beat Jessica as our most engaged fan. <laughs> Yes, I would I would love to see I would love to see someone try. <laughs> so we will catch you guys very soon. Yeah, like in just a few days. We're we're not breaking this our regular cycle, but we just wanted to put a special one out there for you. Yay! Yay! See you soon. Bye! Bye.